gentlemen, and welcome back to the BSI Pre-Fight Checklist, Season 2, Episode 9. We are concluding this amazing saga in our podcast, you know, lifetime for this organization for BSLI. You know, I'm getting ready for that transition, me passing it on, but I kind of want to start bringing my era of the podcast hosting to a little bit of a close, and I brought our president of this year, Joey Unaska. Joey, how are you doing today? Hello. Hey, Trevor. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on again. It's been a pleasure. I know when we first started this, you know, we had you on during like the earlier episodes. We, you are on very like, a, I wouldn't say like, there's a couple that are really good that you were a part of and I was glad to have you on those for sure. Yeah, yeah. I got to do a, like a few of the very first ones with you. But since then, it's been quite a while. It so really I'm has. Happy, I'm happy to be back in the, I almost said studio, but I think we're both in our respective rooms but you know what i mean you mean our outpost yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's like when you look back at this year i know we've been through like leaps and bounds of everything that you could imagine that a college student you know probably would never ever experience again but just navigating this year like how were you able to like i guess how were we able to pull this off well it wasn't easy it was it was certainly tricky um it was very different. Uh, you know, you have a lot of new problems that you've never seen before. But it really just came, we were able to do it just with a ton of help from our team advisor, Dr. Horak. He helped us, you know, navigate some of the more trickier problems that we faced. Um, and then honestly, just having an incredible leadership team that has a lot of experience under their belt, like, you know, three or four years of being on BSLI, just it, having that tight knit leadership team with that experience it really helped solve those newer problems that we never had before because even though they were newer problems we still kind of have an idea of how to approach them so that, it, it really helped to have people like you and me and lauren and that's really i think what kept us strong through the whole year was that yeah we wrote some i wouldn't say intense documents but a lot of documentation about covid safety protocols and yeah. I would say late nights of just like reading through them, like saying, do we hit everything? And if there's a loophole in it, can we prevent that loophole from becoming a reality issue? Yeah, that was a big thing this year was writing documents about like COVID procedures. I never thought I'd have to do that in my life. But that was certainly an interesting, um, I don't know, life skill to, to get. Like, like you said, like you got to go through and think of every single loophole which can be, which is probably good for engineering, right? To be honest, because mm. you want to, you always want to think of your failure modes when you're doing a project. So that was really useful. It's I wouldn't say it's not like Capstone where we had a document risk and like <laughs> yeah. update those twenty four seven and like right. think of everything possible. But this was more of like you wrote a document like saying, "All right, this is what we think we have," and then we send it to somebody else and it's like saying, "Oh, did you include this?" And we're like saying, "No," and then you just add it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was a great teamwork effort. Yeah, it, it really helped, helped like working with each other to figure out what, what each other missed or what we should include or improve. Yeah, for sure. Effort. But, you know, we've done BSLI for many moons. For us combined, for both years of service is a total of nine years combined between the two of us. And if wow. you break it down in between, I did four, you did about five. So that's how we got our fantastic nine. Yeah. Yeah, it's been quite a while. And if you want to deduct what, like our freshman year, because we weren't on a leadership position, 
it's about seven years. Yeah, even just seven in leadership. That's cr- that's crazy to think that it's been that long. I remember still being just a, like a member, you know, and like not holding like a position or anything, and and always just looking up to the people who did do that stuff and be like, wow, you know, maybe one day I I can like be like a like a sub team lead or something like that. Um, never did I think I would be like the president of the organization or the vice president. Um, it's, it's amazing to see how, uh, how your expectations can be exceeded over just a, a short four or five year span of, of doing something constantly. Yeah. Cause like you start to learn more about yourself as you go through the different leadership parts yeah. of BSLI. And it's like, if you get reelected twice in like the same position, like you start to experiment different possibilities. And I start to realize that as yeah. being a second term vice president, I'm like saying, okay, I can do this now. I know the whole rodeo. And mm-hmm. it's like, when I first got into, it, I'm like saying, what are my limitations? Like what can I can and can't do? And it was like saying, Joe's somewhere off in co-op traveling on Delta airlines. So <laughs> getting a hold of him may be difficult because of time zone shift, but if I right. needed anything, you would oh, easily right. get a hold of. That's right, because you were the, you were the vice president right after me, right? Yep. I actually, I often forgot that. That's so interesting. So yeah, so we probably did a few, a little bit of training here and there a few years ago, then didn't we? Yep, where it wow. all started, and then I've been it for two years, and then wow. you got up to presidency. Yeah, that even feels like a long ago. But that's a that's a great point you bring up because you've been. You've been doing essentially the same position on this team for for two years straight. What was that like? Like, what did you find like, that you did differently the second year, or like did you was something like not working the first year that you switched it up into the second year, or what is that experience? I don't even know if we've ever had a member, or I guess we did have our treasurer do the two, the two year thing. But like every every, I would say majority of admin has like went to that two year cycle. Yeah. Because like, like no one really challenged them that much, I would say. Yeah. Anything interesting in your experience with that? It's, I would say when I was going in for the election, I'm like saying it doesn't make sense for me to be reelected twice. Right. Because it's like I already experienced it and I should give somebody else the opportunity to at least learn. And I'm mm-hmm. still there on the organization to, you know, give feedback. They need me to read over documentation. Like that would be like, my primary role if I wasn't like either a president or something else on the team. Right. But I think it's more of like when you start looking at it on the two term, like after you get your feet wet and like starting the second term of your position, like I said earlier, you experiment seeing what you can improve upon. And the thing that we were going for, I think the first time around that I was doing was like saying, got to keep the culture high, was able to pull that off. Yeah. And now, like the next thing was like saying, if COVID wasn't a, an issue, I was trying to expand the team's horizons, trying to get other student organizations involved and do literally make BSLI a staple in, at the university. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. I'm like saying, all right, we have payloads. There's probably teams on campus that can make a payload and test something and do for their competition. They say, we put it on a border rocket that flew 30,000 feet. And this is what happened to our experiment. This is what we ended up realizing when the rocket reached 30,000 feet. So it was like a collaboration. Then you have BSLI's name on their poster. Then we get talked about and then people start searching for us. So I was trying to, you know, beef up, you know, BSLI's 
outreach and being well-known in the community. And I, I guess I was able to do that because we had IEC, we had the um, aerospace at the Capitol day, and then we had Maker X. So I was, I guess I really got BS Lite out there in the community and COVID really shut down all that. I'm like saying, all right, we just got to <laughs> launch a rocket. And then yeah. like you had to change your mindset to saying, all right, outreach has to be on the back burner, but the team health and keeping people active and entertained and engaged was the main drive of this year. So it's like you had to switch from your initial start when you got elected to making sure everyone, the team of the healthy would get through the semester and yeah. not fail and drop out of OSU and you lose somebody who's really beneficial to BSLI. Yeah. And that, that paradigm shift is really interesting. Um, like it's just going in, like even going into this year as president and vice president, I think you and I both expected like, like, cause that, that was back what almost a year ago, we kind of started doing our first, thing as an administration together and mm-hmm. i think we were both probably thinking like okay all right the pandemic is bad now but oh we were so innocent we were probably thinking like oh this is the worst that will be it will get better over the summer and by fall time maybe things will be back to normal but but boy was that wrong um so like yeah so we we definitely had a lot of good ideas and a lot of stuff to work on but then just the the whole it's like a almost like a a 180 degree turn of like a priority from, you know, elevating the organization in many different ways to just, okay, what, what are the very basics of this team? Like what, like if we had to have one goal, like what is our success criteria at the most, at the bare minimum? And that was of course, you know, doing a launch. Um, yes. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I, and I wonder, how the administration is going to do it next year. Um, it's probably going to be like a bounce back from COVID. So it might take even like a year or two to get back to where the president, vice president leadership team can really start to focus hard on, on those more complicated things that we were trying to do at the beginning of the year. Cause those things that we were doing, we were, we were very lucky because we were coming off like four or five years of, really good presidencies, really good projects by other students. So, so like the foundation for BSI was very strong. So, and like you said, you know, you focused really hard on culture uh, the last two years. So that was really strong. So we had the really interesting opportunity to focus on some, some new and interesting ideas. Yeah. I think um, like the big thing that has always been an issue on BSI for the past administration has been business ops. It's, it's, I would say it's the redheaded stepchild of the group. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's needed, but it's like, no one knows how to pull it off. Yeah. And it's so much, it's so much work. It's, yeah. It's, and it's also so vital to the team too. Cause like. Cause without you know, sponsors, these rockets ain't going anywhere. Right. The rockets do cost a lot of money, but you know, a lot of the people that the organization attracts you know, business operations is not necessarily the first thing on their mind. And usually people are focused on the rockets and the, and the projects themselves. So trying to find someone who can be really devoted to it is, is, is tricky. I don't think it's someone. I think it's a group of people. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we've group. seen like solo people try to do it and it doesn't not work. Not. You, yeah. you need a group at least, I would say five 
yeah to pull it off because it's like you can easily divide and conquer and have weekly meetings to flesh things out you could almost make it like a project team to that scale of having like 10 to 15 people but then you get too many cooks in the kitchen yeah and then also there's the odd problem of of a disconnect that can sometimes happen between the business ops side of things and the project side of things because there's certain thing the business ops team might want to do that may not be feasible or applicable to what actually like the culture of bsli is about and stuff so like in, in, communication between those teams is really important since uh, sometimes it can be hard to align really well yeah because i think when we had the cdme space i think the the real goal was having business ops sit in like like the glass door room yeah like they could work there they have whiteboards and they can brainstorm and if you need something from the project teams you know you step out of the room say yeah. hey, you know what do you guys actually need so we can make an yeah. advertisement or a sponsorship packet honing That's in these key materials so like when we have like luncheon will bring like the sub team lead who can advocate on why they need that part. Yeah, that would be incredible. Like trying to almost replicate what it's like to be in like a real office, like of an engineering firm, mm -hmm. but like, you know, one night per week for BSLI. Yep. But yeah, I really wish we would have had that opportunity this year. I think it's like the hard thing about, I would say project teams in general is the culture aspect which it's like you can treat it as as if it's a student organization but then there's also probably like a small percentage of the group thinking like saying you can like convert it into like a business it's like a corporation and stuff like that so it's like i don't know how it happens and why it forms like that but it's like it's sort of that weird culture where it's like it almost is like a nine to five job somehow but it's not yeah, it is a weird, it is a weird balance. And I would say it's definitely never our goal to ever feel like an actual business. Only like, only to like replicate it and imitate it in small ways here and there. Because the, the tricky part is, you know, about BSLI. And, and, and I guess this extends to any student project team that's, you know, in college or even high school is that, you know, there's people that are very, very, very passionate and spend a lot of time and want to run these projects. Um, but you need people to, you need to like delegate out tasks to people and you need, need people to kind of do their job for it to all work and for it to all come together. But the kicker is, is these people are not, they're not getting paid really. Right. So the only thing that they're getting out of it is uh, experience. So if you want those people to really be passionate about what they're doing for your student project, you have to really make sure that the experience that they're gaining from the stuff that you need them to do is really worthwhile or else what you'll find is people will stop prioritizing the student projects like BSLI and, and turn back towards prioritizing like classes and stuff. And not to say that classes should be prioritized over student projects or whatever, but there definitely, it's definitely possible to have a good balance, um, as you and I have found. But yeah, it's an interesting, I don't know what you call it, characteristic of student projects like this. Yeah, because I think how I see like the student project, if it's related towards your major, it's like a supplement to your coursework. 
it may be stuff that you haven't learned yet, but now you're becoming aware of it. So when it does come up, it's like, oh, I've seen this before. It's not, you know, foreign. I'm like struggling to get by. It's like I've done something similar to it at BSY and now, you know, I can get through it. Obviously, we're not making you run through like differential differential equations mm-hmm. at BSLI, but it's like you can do some, I wouldn't say hard math, but be more complex math to figure stuff out. So like the parachute or when to deploy the drogue and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. you you can learn that here. And then it's like you find a math equation from class to put that in to give you that answer, which is phenomenal. So it's like you're improving your skills as an engineer as well as an individual. Yeah. Yeah, no, it really it gives you the opportunity just to to solve real real problems, I guess. Because you, I mean, you're solving problems all the time mm-hmm. when you're at engineering school, like on pen and paper and stuff like that. But those are those are like kind of made up, not made up problems, but kind of like manufactured specifically for school. But what you can find in BSLI is the problems that you get to solve. Um, are like everyday problems like 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 building stuff like how how can i make this component work how can i make it achieve the goal that i want it to um and you do have that tool set from your classes of like okay well can i solve this using an equation or can i solve this using a simulation or some certain piece of software um but sometimes you even find that i don't know none of those are even the the correct solution to the answer and you got to get even more creative and start making your own solutions. Um, and I think that's really where, I think that's really the experience that projects like this offer that really outshines um, some of the other stuff is getting into those situations, finding yourself having no idea what to do and having to think on your own feet um, using what you already have. Yeah, to build off of that, it's more like, hmm. I guess when you look at the classroom problems, it's more on the lines of it's in a controlled environment and you're giving variables. But when you're yeah. like at BSLI or any other project team, it's you have set variables, but they're uncontrolled. So it's like you may think you have an effective parachute, but mm-hmm. you're basing that off of last year's data. So tomorrow's like, let's say tomorrow's launch, the wind changes and your parachute's not designed for, let's yeah. say, that wind and it just rips it apart by accident and it's like oh i didn't factor that and now you have to learn like where did it went wrong in my calculation why did the parachute tear was it like the so sewing quality of it by the team or was it Mm -hmm. something else so it's like yeah it makes you really you know learn where your errors are and then you try to make the corrections for next year or if you're able to recover the rocket and relaunch again then you can make the adjustments and see if that works if it doesn't then you have like you know, you come to a conclusion with something else that you couldn't really control. Right. And I, dude, I love that analogy that you use. That is a perfect way to, to outline like student organizations in a nutshell. It's you have variables, but they're uncontrollable. That's, that makes so much sense, especially looking back at many of, many of the launches that went wrong for us is that like, cause almost on paper, we didn't do much, much wrong. Anytime we had a problem with a launch, it was a very small thing that's almost almost impossible to catch sometimes. Like, for example, like that parachute 
you know, what is it? About a year and a few months ago, being dragged through the mud for three miles, like on paper, you know, we kind of did everything right there. It was a, the parachute worked fine. It landed, but who knew the parachute was just going to catch a ton of wind and pull it so far, you know, it's so like, you know, and then what you guys had to do this year is think of ways to have how to address that. So it's just, it's very, I don't know. You, you learn year after year of these little small things, but then you have, and then you fix that small thing that you could have never predicted. And then this brand new thing that you could have never predicted happens. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a beast of, of a, a problem archetype, but it's very useful for learning. Yeah. Cause like looking back on it, like from the failures, it's a lot of the things become structural failures that I've noticed mm-hmm. or like a miscommunication happened between like one of the wires or a wire got disconnected and it could have been as simple as like, as soon as the injection charge fired, it uncoupled a wire by accident and something doesn't deploy because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of communication, sometimes it's a communication error between people. Like a few of our problems have been from our motors or like the hardware surrounding the motors, which often doesn't come from us, but comes from a friend of the team's. Um, And sometimes uh, we get surprised by things or don't know exactly how that those hardware work. So it can sometimes cause problems that we didn't know what would happen. Um, But yeah, so it's uh, not only do you get to solve hardware problems, but you also get to solve like human problems and communication problems. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you on that. But like, I guess when we look back at our years of service, as as a strange term to put it, but if it's years of service at this point, (laughs) right, we've done many different events. I want to say like, what was I would say your favorite one that you've been a part of? Because like, for me, I think was going to IEC, experiencing that and putting BSLI on like on a world stage and just talking to people about it. Yeah, really building up a BSLI presence internationally, which mm-hmm. was a nice spin for things. So it's like now yeah. you have people from like, you know, Russia or Spain or from anyone from like the UE, Australia, coming up to the Ohio State booth and asking what's BSLI and you give them the rundown of BSLI and yeah. ask them what questions that they're curious about and then you try to address it. And if you didn't know the answer, you found someone on the team who could address it. And that's was the beauty of that conference. And it really helped BSLI a lot for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think that's a great answer to that question. I unfortunately didn't get to experience much of that. Although I did get to crash the BSLI uh, hotel or room apartment crib, whatever you want to call it the first night. <laughs> um, I did have to leave before any of the IAC conference stuff started. And I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of what my answer might be for that that question what is the my favorite event that we did a lot of a lot of outreach events do come to mind but yeah because yeah there's something really special about talking about the team to people who have no idea what it is um and to see how how interested the community is about this this team that's a part of the kind of a part of the city in a way um but I, I still think my favorite event has to be the recent launch we just did um, or probably all of them packed together. They're all very similar launches, but because it was just, we were never meant to have 
an event like that with COVID and, you know, the restrictions from the university and all that, all that stuff and the difficulties of creating a rocket during a pandemic when you can only have 10 people at a time in a room where you're typically have like 30 people at a time. It, w- it was just never meant to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And for quite a while, I wasn't even sure if it was going to happen. Um, I was very doubtful. But so, so going through the immense, incredible amount of work that it took to plan those, those launch events and to finally get all those people there and just having overcome the adversity of that mountain to, you know, to go over of planning an event in COVID. It, it was very special, especially being our last year on the team and getting to be the one that plans these events. Yeah, it's just a very special feeling of, of having all your teammates there and knowing that you can, that you're hopefully creating an experience for them that is worthwhile and like a memory that they'll have from college and, and getting to make sure that that still happened during 2020, 2021. I think that makes it my favorite event that we've ever did. Gotcha. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of BSLI events that I've seen and took part of. And I, I do agree. Like launches are up there. Competitions, another one. I haven't, wasn't able to experience competition because I had other things come up during the summer. So maybe yeah. when I'm an alumni, I'll make a trip down there. And yeah. I just hang out with the team. Oddly enough, I, competition didn't even come to mind when you, when you asked that question, but I guess that would count. Yeah, you put all the launches combined people. together. so. Or I guess I, I was talking about the, the three launches that we did last month. Gotcha. Um, yeah, because those were, those were a whole different thing, the COVID launches. But yeah, no, the trip is incredible too. That You could have a whole podcast about Spaceport America Cup. And it's wonderful trips. And yeah. Joe Nato. <laughs> Joe, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think the outreach events I, I love personally because you see people. I would say it's almost like IAC, but it's it's different. It's more in a relaxed right. setting. You have kids interacting with you. Like I did like Grandparents Day at OSU. We oh, launched yeah. rock like small model rockets, and like mm-hmm. the kids and their grandparents built rockets together. So that was really nice. Were you at the Land Grant Brewery one that we did? I was not at that one. Happened was a good one. I liked that one. There was, I think there was one that we did at Kosai. I forget which what which one it was. Well, there's two I did at Kosai. One, we ended up going to like get like brunch. So like Ada was there, Avi, Harry. So we had like brunch. Mm-hmm. So that was good. And then the other one was Ribs and Jazz Fest during the summer. So Wait, we went what? to Kosai to celebrate um the 50th anniversary of the moon landing oh. that they were doing. And afterwards, um, Kosai allowed us to explore Kosai and gave us, you know, passes to walk around. And wow. after that, we ended up going outside to just experience ribs and jazz fest downtown. And we all got like ribs and all that stuff and listen to jazz music. Oh, that's so cool. I can't believe I missed that one. That sounds like a lot of fun. Cause I think Alan was there, me, Anu, Jonathan Winkler, there's other you. people I'm forgetting, but I'm I'm, apo- I'm apologizing if I forgot you and if you were there. <laughs> no, yeah, that that sounds really fun. Yeah, it's 
it's uh it's funny to see how the kosai events have changed because we did we still did two kosai events this year but they were in a a uh a room within the bowels of the kosai facility where we just packed science kits um didn't actually get to like talk to anyone or see anyone or we actually really didn't even get to go around kosai and see all the exhibits but it was still technically a kosai event and it was still for the community but a lot different a lot different every time that i've gone to kosai and like they take us to that room, like room to work with kids mm-hmm. um like everyone on bsli plays with the wind tunnel i don't know why <laughs> it oh, happens there's, there? there's like there's a small wind tunnel like near like the car section oh man so I it's never... like anytime okay. we see we make jokes about wind tunnels like say we should do testing here <laughs> <laughs> man yeah i uh that's one of my regrets about my college time is I never went to Kosai when I was here. I never really, I don't think I ever realized how cool it actually was until I, I went during the pandemic to do these uh, science kit boxes. But I, man, I wish, uh, whenever I come back to visit Columbus, I ought to hit up Kosai. Do it with a BSLI outreach event and just being alumni yeah. that says, and voila, you get in. Sounds like a great idea. You gotta play the games, play the cards right, and you'll get it. Yeah. Play my alumni cards. But yeah, it's it's been interesting, I would say, these these past couple years, I should say a couple years, these past few years in BSLI as a whole. Yeah. And interesting is a good word for it. And it's like no no one on leadership ever foresaw a pandemic. Like we were thinking like BSLI was on a great trajectory going up and up and up. Mm-hmm. Obviously we're going to reach a point where it's like you have so many people in the organization and we would outgrow the CDME and we need a new location. But COVID kind of hit like a hard cap on things. So like the organization takes, I would say not a, I guess it would be more of a huge dip compared to a massive dip, but mm-hmm. I feel like people left because they couldn't do too much, but I feel like they may return. So like we may see numbers back in the sixties when things yeah. are like saying, all right, you can meet again. You can have like, you know, 25 people in a meeting space or something like that. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what the university is going to pull off, but yeah. you have to keep a close eye on what they try to do. I'm really excited to see what happens. Um, I was talking to Olivia yesterday and it sounds like they're already signed up for the involvement fair, which is. Yep. I sent her that email like saying you can register. She says, thanks for passing it on. So the administration's already off and rolling. Yeah. That's uh, really ahead of schedule. That, that's amazing. But yeah. I just, I, I think as long, as long as there's an in-person involvement fair and we can have more than 10 people in a meeting room, I think, I think they will be golden because the, the poll of BSLI is just so strong. Um, and I think it, we get in so many people each year and especially this next fall returning freshmen or like, I guess they'll be, they were freshmen this year. They're coming back as sophomores. They're going to be so ready to just get into like a room with people and do stuff like do cool stuff. So I think there's going to be a, I I, I hope and I'm predicting that there's going to be a big boom for not just BSY, but all the like student organizations in general next year um, at the college at Ohio state. So that, I think that's going to be really exciting to see. Um, of course, retention is a, another problem in itself, but 
I think with uh, NASA having their rocket to hopefully ready to launch uh, in the in the fall, that'll be really helpful. Um, I know Avi and Luke, they're working on a project to. I don't know if you heard about this, Trevor, but they're they're gonna take the spaceport rocket that they launched this year, and they want to cut a they want to cut like a quarter section of the body tube off. So when you see the, the inner is, workings of the rocket, exactly, it's like an X-ray into the side of the rocket, and they want to bring that around um, to like involvement fairs, so people can like actually see like the rocket itself, like the body, but they can actually also see what's inside it and like all the cool stuff that's going on inside. Um, and I think they even have talks of it being modular. So like, like if someone points to the avionics bay, they could pull out like the flight computer and show them that or, or something. But that sounds like a really cool way to get people involved early on and get people interested. So it's, it's almost like, I would say like how you have like an eyeglasses case, how it opens. That's what I'm like picturing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like that. Um, yeah, that'll be really cool. So I, I'll i say I'm optimistic about about the numbers going back to uh, kind of what they were pre-pandemic. But I guess we'll have to see. I agree. I got good faith. I got good faith in the leadership next year. Well, for sure. They, they're, the, they're the best of the best. A lot of them come from NASA. So they've worked really hard, like the NASA team. So it's going to be interesting, interesting to see what they come up with. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, I would say, even more unique thing about it is I remember, you know, working with Aaron when he was, when he first joined the team and now he's up at the, you know, peak (laughs) reaching presidency, all that stuff. So it's like you watch someone that you've looked over, helped train and mentor. Now they've reached a pinnacle point. I could say the same thing about Olivia for like the short time that I've known her, but it's just like seeing someone that you've touched and want to stay a part of the organization even longer it's definitely a nice rewarding finish to the end of your college career knowing that the organization's in good hands. Yeah, it really is. Cause you and I have put so much time into it ourselves. You know, we both obviously care very much about the organization and the team. So it's nice. It's nice to know that there are equally as passionate people that will be taking the project on into its future. And I love that you said rewarding of watching people grow over time because that is absolutely one of the most gifting things about this organization is being able to watch, watch not only yourself grow over those four, four years, but also watching your teammates grow. Yeah, I I do. I do have some involvement stories, but before I cut you off, what what were we going to conclude it with? Oh no, I I was going to say it's, it's even going to be really exciting to watch as an alumni, uh, the people that we, you know, we leave behind getting to watch how they, how they take the organization on their own without our influence. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those things that we're going to enjoy to watch and help them out any way possible by, I think, you know, the alumni could just be like, you know, helping them find sponsors a little bit, make that easier. Yeah. And bridge like the connection gap, like saying, Hey, if you want to help out STEM and improve this, you know, come look at BSLI. There's some great people. And if you're mm-hmm. curious, if you want them to get internships, we can just say like over the past couple of years, BSLI has put people in like Firefly, Blue Origin, SpaceX, you name it. We've, we've touched a lot of different space organizations from our, I guess, years alone. 
that we've seen people go through. Yeah, no, yeah, it is incredible. But yeah, I guess I guess some of my involvement fair stories were the time that we bought ice pops and they didn't freeze. So we just had like liquid juice <laughs> and a cooler yeah. at the involvement fair. Yeah, that was what was the problem there was you just have to have unfrozen ice pops. So what it's... the the problem was I, I think people underestimated ice pops where it's like well, I could just put them in a cooler and they would freeze and right. they didn't really freeze. Was it you just, needed to put them in a freezer, then you move them to a cooler. That's that's where it ended up happening. Yeah. Was it just ice pops with ice and hoping that it would freeze? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess the problem with coolers is they don't get any colder. They, they, they start at a temperature and just decrease from there because everything just melts. Yep. And then we have like an uh, army of freeze pops. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of fun antics at involvement fairs. I think my favorite story is is um, it was the year it was the year there was a ton, there was a ton of construction on the oval. I oh think, yes, what it was. I remember that. I, I took I took that year off. Like I didn't work the BSLI involvement fair booth. Yeah. But it was like I saw James there, and it was really nice because like they were walking with like the rocket like down yes. like the main street. That was what I was gonna say. I lay at some point because we were in a we weren't in an amazing spot, like depending on where you were on that. Cause they, cause since the oval had construction, they did it on a different street that they blocked off to traffic. So we just kind of had this big street to work on. And depending on where your table was, it could have been a really good or bad spot. And we got one of not, we got like a, not a terrible spot, but it wasn't amazing. It's at the so, very beginning of like North campus, which kind of makes sense. Cause a lot of the engineers were up there. Yeah. So one of the ideas people had to, uh, to, to get people to come over to our booth is they actually took one of the, the six, seven foot rockets that we had on display and they took two people and they just started carrying the rocket around the entire fair as like a mobile unit <laughs> and telling people like, I think they had flyers to give out, but they're also like, yeah, this is our rocket. Go to the booth over there. Here's a flyer. Um, tell them the rocket sent you or something like that. On the rockets. <laughs> yeah, it's really clever. I liked it a lot. And then I think I know when I did my involvement fair, like when I was running the booth, I, I think when you select where your organization is a part of, like I select selected as like like interests or like hobbies, like in that checkbox. So every year we've been across like the Pokemon League. <laughs> yeah it's been that, great every every time we like see them it's like saying oh my gosh it's the pokemon league let's go over there and then we end up chatting about pokemon and then playing some of um like their games yeah no that that has been a fun little interaction um almost like a like a mutual respect for our clubs uh, uh, to each other just because well we both had buckeye as the first word in our name so I wonder if that's why we were always put next to each other, like alphabetically. Maybe, um, but, but sometimes they've been selected as the first, like first table, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, I'm actually, I'm still signed up for their emails. I still get their uh, email. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in their discord. <laughs> oh, our, they have a, oh, that's a good idea. They have a discord. Yep. That's cool. That's cool. But yeah, and I know we, you got to head out soon, but we can bring this episode to a close. So Joe, you know, we got 
eight minutes left before you have to go. So and any final thoughts that you have for our viewers in your time as your remaining days as president? Yeah, I, I definitely do. I, I had a long drive yesterday, not not super long, about two hours. Um, I, I My family lives in Cleveland and obviously uh, Ohio State is in Columbus. So very often I have to make that drive up to Cleveland. And, and this time was my very last time doing that. And it's something I had done like, I don't know, a thousand times. So it was very, it was a very retrospective drive for me, a very introspective. Like I was looking back at the five years, um, just thinking back of everything I did, you know, all the different memories, all the different experiences. And it was a really, it was a really nice thing to do because you realize, you really realize how how fast time moves and how, how like volatile, you know, time and experiences really are. Like you as fun as things are and as amazing stuff is, you know, you can never move in the backwards direction, you know, it will always be preserved in time. You can only revisit it in your memories. So it had me thinking a lot. And I know um, we're going to press the project off soon too. I think we're three days away from that. So I was thinking of what to say is my final message to Slack. So I have been thinking about this quite a bit. And I, I think, and I think my final message is, the most, the thing that I enjoyed most about this club that I did was not being president, not being vice president, or even like the payload team lead or, or, or nothing like that. But it was just being a member of this group, you know, for five years, just getting to be someone who is on the Buckeye Space Launch Initiative. You know, it wasn't even making the rockets or launching the rockets, but it was just being a person who was a part of this group of people, getting to interact with them and make memories and kind of grow with them over five years. And so I think, and there's that type of thing, you can get so much out of it for your life um like five four or five years that is a significant amount that's a significant time of your life so something like a group like the buckeye space launch initiative and, and having it be that thing you can you can get so much out of it so i think my final thoughts you know exiting bsli is just and if and if this is like addressing it to people who are uh, just starting out on the team or or just about to end out on the team. But it's just experience all that you can that it has to offer and really just live inside the team and, and, and really just get everything that you can out of it because it does have so much to offer. And just enjoy it while it lasts because it, it's an incredible experience. I think my college because college is very transformative. It's very, people always look back at the college and it's just like a time that uh, you remember. And for me, that time was defined by BSLI. So if, if anything, to leave it off is just, BSLI is an incredible, incredible life experience. It's, it's about the people 
It's about the amazing things that you do together. Things that you can never do alone that you can only do when you team up with a bunch of people. So just experience as much of it as you can because you'll be very glad that you did. Well yeah. said, Joe. Well said, because I am agreeing you. Like, I feel like for me, it's like when I get in that car ride going back to Pennsylvania for like the final time, it's like, yeah, I've been four years at Ohio State, four years on BSLI, from late nights at the CDME to shenanigans with BSLI people at social events that we've had. And the culture and the experience, you can't replace it. And like I've mm -hmm. said it in the past, it's like, how do you explain BSLI to people? It's like people on the outside won't understand it. People on the inside just can't explain it. It's very short <laughs> and sweet about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's great. And I kind of live by that, you know, motto at that, at this point in my life where it's like, yeah, I tell people everything that I do at BSLI and they're astonished by it. And the people that we've seen over the years grow and change and the leadership from the, you know, seniors when I first got here, like really got me a part of BSLI. So I want to thank them. And then I like they gave me the wings to fly. And from ever that from ever that point forward, I just soared, took every opportunity that the organization presented. I ran with it. It created other doors and other opportunities. And like, I, I'll throw it in there. Like just recently I submitted my ISC paper back in February and I got accepted and BSLI gave me that oh. opportunity to be a part of the ISC back in Washington, DC in 2019. I got inspired and say, Hey, I want to get back here. I want to reconnect with the people that I met at this conference and just continue to grow as an individual. And a couple of years later, I written my abstract. It got accepted. So BSLI gave me that opportunity. It gave me, like I said, it gave me the wings to fly and I haven't looked back since. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations, by the way. That's incredible. Thank I'm you. So, I'm so excited for you. You could take a little part of the team with you too. I would say I take would a BSLI sticker and put it on a building in Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> take a picture it. with it. Put it on that really tall one. Yes. <laughs> the top or something. Yeah. But yeah, I guess to close out, Trevor, thank you so much, by the way, not only for having me on the podcast here today, but thank you for being an incredible just teammate over the past four, four years. Thank you for being the best vice president I could absolutely ever ask for. I, I loved going on this adventure with you. I loved solving problems with you. So yeah, I, I really appreciate all this time we got to spend together, man. So thank yeah. you. I want to thank you as well, Joe. You know, we've had many different stories that we traveled together, many different car rides, sing-alongs, playlist <laughs> creations. Yeah. We've, we've done it all. And it's like the best dynamic duo I could ever ask for. You know, I've, I've been with Harrison as well, a great guy, great dynamic duo as well. But it's like, I wouldn't trade anything else between you two. So I want to thank you for all the opportunity to help me grow as an individual and help me navigate BSLI and being a non-engineer in like one of the second highest positions on the team next to project managers and a president. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to thank you for that. Absolutely. It's been my absolute pleasure, man. But I'll bring us on to a close, you know, I got to thank our advisors, Dr. Horak and Todd Knight, you know, for all that they've done for us this year, even our faculty and staff at OSU who helped us get through the pandemic without you guys, it'd be a really 
dark time in the organization, just getting things through and trying to get launches happen. So we really thank you for your cooperation. Help us get through. We also got to thank our sponsors who support BSLI, you know, giving us funds to get through the semester, clean supplies, masks, you name it. Thank you for all that you were able to donate and help us get through. We're looking forward to, you know, for you continue your, you know, working with us, helping our members grow as individuals, as well as professional people. So, you know, please continue, you know, support and love BSLI as you can, as you normally do. So thank you for all that you do. Got to thank all the regular people who listen to the podcast who are not BSLI members. So you're all doing fantastic. Hope you're all doing well when you're listening to this. And last but not least, our Rocketeers. You know, the best people, the bread and butter of the organization, the main course, you know, I'm going off on a food tangent, but, you know, these people are people that I would, you know, fight for. I go to the front lines. If there was a war, I would be right on like side by side with these people. And I wouldn't trade anything for anybody. It's like these people are people you can invite to your wedding or be your best man or, you know, I guess part of your groom squad or bridal's maids, you name it. These are the people you would invite to your wedding. And if I, you know, had, if I was getting married tomorrow, I would make sure everyone <laughs> on BS Lag would be invited. But th- th- that's not happening. I don't, I'm not foreshadowing that quickly. But, you know, these are just type of people and friendships that you will cherish here at BSLI. And like I said, these are the people that, you know, are going to be with you in industry where you reach back out, you know, three years later to say, hey, you know, let's go to play top golf or go bowling. The, the list goes on and on what you can do with people on this team. So I got to, you know, thank all of the Rocketeers and all that they do for this organization this year. And, and we wish you the best. Me and Joey wish you the best in the upcoming year and wish you major success. Yeah, good luck, everyone. Thank you so much. Take care, everyone, and go Bucks. Bye-bye.